0: Calling, wake up, it's called we got it's youth to shine you born for such a time and give such a time.
2: The only way, there is no other path to the father except through christ and that's why the church the true christian church can preach it so powerfully because it's the truth maybe you can find one but send me a powerful powerful mormon bishop bringing down heaven and preaching christ crucified with the authority of scripture send it to me send me the jehovah witness send me the imam that is just calling down the righteousness of christ You won't find it because they lack the spiritual power. So you must believe and repent in the one true and living God.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the fifth and final part of this powerful message from Pastor Shane, titled, Satan Cast Out, A Woman, A Child, A Dragon. 1 John 5.4 tells us that for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Today, Pastor Shane encourages every Christian to charge the gates of hell, that through Christ, we are all more than conquerors. Take hold of the awesome power of God's Spirit and live in victory today, all for the glory of King Jesus. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
2: Not only did salvation happen at the cross, something very, very important to the spiritual realm happened. Because Jesus actually went down... And people, I remember, I don't, I haven't listened to her 20 years, so don't judge me on this. But I remember Joyce Meyer caught a lot of heat when she said Satan went to hell, and he did, and she retracted all that. She repented, but nobody seems to you know care about that. They just like to. So anyway, but what he did, he it went down into the. Remember, I said Sheol, Haiti, and he went down there, and he led captives into captive He led those out of captivity. So there was a holding place. It seems possibly Abram's bosom something where he actually where they're waiting they're waiting the messiah they can't go cuz Jesus hasn't yet ascended he's the first to ascend the first to be resurrected they're in this waiting time so he goes and he sets them free the keys to the kingdom he's conquered hell death sin and the grave so the, satan has no more authority in, 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 in like he used to have because it was broken at the cross and it's interesting and there's there's a, there's this could I mean this is a whole this could be a whole sermon. You know, we're, they're waiting for the kingdom of God, waiting for the kingdom of God. Jesus said, "The kingdom of God is in you." So all millennial uh, and and people like that will use that to say God's kingdom is here. And their point, if you if you flush it out and read it's not it's not that bad. Because Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. You're looking for outward signs, Pharisees, but the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus said it. So the only thing he can be talking about, obviously, as as believers, we have the Holy Spirit. And so now Satan is fighting against the Spirit of God in believers. All of that, think about the cross, the ascension, the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes, that promise of the Father. And, he, and that's why he said, I've held death in the grave, I've overcome. Jesus uh, did that on 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 the cross. So much happened. And then later, it looks like Satan will be bound in the abyss for 1,000 years. Revelation 20. And then he'll be cast into the lake of fire for eternity. And we'll get into the millennial reign of Christ. And um, I've said before, you know, the millennial, anytime the Bible talks about 1,000 years, it's always... Allegory; it's never literal. But when we get to 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 this portion of Revelation, uh, it it mentions a thousand years quite a few times in that one chapter. So that kind of makes you think, okay, maybe there is—you know—it's going to be a thousand years. Jesus is reigning; he's fulfilling his. Why let Satan go again? And and they released him, and he was able to go and and like, oh my goodness, just just be done with this fool. So we're going to get to that millennial reign, what that looks like when we get to Revelation 20. But until his final judgment, Satan is the prince of this world. So he is the prince, but you know the king. Big difference between prince and a king. And I like the language they use because did you know a prince couldn't do do whatever the king didn't want them to do? The prince was submitted to the king. He was like his butler. You have yeah, these a Prince such and such. That's great, Princess Bride. But there's a king. So until his final judgment, Satan is the prince of this world, but it seems that he is still, he still has restricted access to the heavenly realm. Isn't that interesting? God, Satan still has access to the heavenly realm. And if that's the case, then what John is seeing here is going to happen at a later date. In Job 1 6, Satan stands in the presence of God. Did you know that? Reach Job chapter 1. It says, The sons of God were going back and forth, talking to God, communicating with God. And Satan was there. How was that guy there? See, we start reading into things because we're we're putting the end of things too, too soon. He still has that access. There's a similar situation in second Chronicles where there was a lying spirit with God. And this lying spirit said, I'll go put a lying spirit into the prophets. And so we see Satan must have access. But since God is holy and absolutely without sin, and since he will not even look on evil, how can Satan be in heaven? Well, the answer involves God's sovereign Sovereign restraint of sin. In Job, Satan stood before God to give an account of himself. God initiated the meeting. He led the proceedings and he remained absolutely in control. The result was Satan's power was limited and God was glorified. So here's here's some factors that we have to, to consider. Satan does not have open access to God whenever he wants. He is summoned. The visits are temporary. In no way is the purity of heaven tainted by the brief God-ordained presence of a sinful being being quarantined, as it were, by God's regulatory power. Again, gotquestions.org because I can't write this well. And explain things out well. Satan's access is only granted prior to the final judgment. After the judgment, God creates a new heaven and a new earth, wipes away all tears from our eyes, and reveals the new Jerusalem. And the promises are complete, and there is an absence of sin. So when we say God cannot allow sin into heaven, we simply mean that God cannot allow human beings who are still in their sin to live in His presence. But it is possible for God to command a sinful being to stand before him, to exact an account from him, and to judge him without compromising his holiness. So I think the last question I have up there is, what will happen when you are summoned and are temporarily in his presence to give an account? That is more certain than anything. I believe in the word of God more than the sun coming up, to be honest with you. And there will be a time when everyone is summoned to come and, and stand before God temporarily. If they're even in his presence, temporarily and give an account. And here's a good way to know does this make you a little nervous? Does this does this does this make you pause a little bit and, and have concern? With where your soul is at, so a couple things could be going on. Number one, even as believers, okay, I can I I can I can be completely honest and transparent here. I I am ready for this day because of what Jesus did for me. I'm I'm not fearful necessarily, but I'm understand the awesomeness. So you can say, this is exciting, but there's also, oh, holy God. There's a, in my, in my flesh, in my humanity, I'm like, can, can you be certain but nervous? On my wedding day, I'm certain, but I'm nervous. So it's okay to feel a little, like I don't know anybody's like, oh man, I can't wait. This is going to be so cool. Maybe that's good, but also there, you understand the awesomeness of God. There's something that the flesh is, is 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 can't handle, and so although I'm excited, although I know Jesus, thank you. There's a awesomeness that we're, comes from extra, describing God, but there's others who, when they hear this, are just like, "Can we go to a different subject?" You need to hear this. Maybe no one here this morning. I don't know. Definitely those listening later. But I have to be crystal clear on these points. Because we've never had a Sunday ever, 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 ever in the history of our church, ever, where everyone that was here last week was here this week. It's always switching, right? There's a lot of the same people, of course, but always switching, always new people. Did you know we can fluctuate from about 150 people, more or less, less than last Sunday or more than last Sunday? 150 more. Or then a couple weeks later, hundred less. It's like this constant you know, sickness, out of town. And so you never know. And you don't know because you know we want to be careful, but people go to the prayer room all the time. And we ask them, do you know Jesus? No, I need to do that. I need to get my heart right. I don't know Him. And it's things like this that have to wake us up. And that's why I don't want to just give a, a, a Kool-Aid message. There's no way in the world a true Bible preacher can make sinners feel comfortable every time they preach. That's actually the sign of a false prophet. And so you have to wonder, okay, when I stand and I'm summoned to give an account, what am I going to... Am I ready for that? Am I ready for that? Because you won't be able to answer, well, look at all the good works I did. See, look what Jesus did. And we don't know. We don't know, and I don't want to get... You know, because you have to be careful of the word uh, heresy. Heresy, heretical, comes from a self-willed opinion that opposes the truth. So I want to be careful. And I'm not saying this is Bible, but I can see. I would love to be standing before God and there's Jesus right next to me. Because he paid the price. That's why I'm gaining access to the Father and to heaven. Now, I don't. I mean, I don't know, but I can't see him. Like, okay, Shane, good luck. Well, you know, he could be there with those. This is I paid the price, so we don't read too much in it and teach it. But I, I can see. I don't think I'm just stark naked in front of God. Maybe, maybe we don't necessarily give an account because He's there. He gives the account. Because what am I supposed to say, Jesus? He. So it could be that Jesus is there with those who believe, leading them right into the throne room of grace. And it broke my heart this week when, you know, many of you know Matthew Perry's uh, passing and I prayed for that group for a while. But they, they record him saying this a year ago, I think. I believe there is a higher power. I believe I have a very close relationship with him that has helped me a lot. Perry told uh, that famous theologian Bill Maher. Should say that blasphemer. And in 2022, Perry revealed that the first time he prayed was when he was dealing with substance abuse, and they asked God to make him famous. He believed that fame might be the answer to his problems. Let me tell you right now, it creates more. If God doesn't appoint you, man will destroy you." And he said he told him, that prayer was, "Please God, make me famous. You can do anything you want. Just make me famous. And then Perry said, three weeks later, I got the job for Friends. And if I could, I would have said, the devil can make you famous, Matt. Did you know that? The the devil can make you famous. All these artists out there in Hollywood, the devil can make you famous. It's a dark industry. He just promotes the darkness. Look at, look at this. Look at how many people have drifted from their roots. Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus. How many of these people used to sing in church? Whitney Houston. What a voice on that lady. Golly from heaven. Can you imagine her just belting out amazing grace? But see, God, promote me. Promotion will destroy you. Because man was not meant to be exalted and elevated. It's empty. Why is Jim Carrey dealing with depression? No fulfillment. Robin Williams takes his life. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I look in the mirror now and say, you're disgusting, you pig. Well, well, that's what you look like at 75. Arnold, come on. I mean, don't you... I mean, but see, you don't have to. I mean, you can... (laughs) Stay kind of active. You think Michael Jordan is happy? Think miserable. It never pays because you're following the wrong God. It's idolatry. The devil can promote you. The devil can make you famous. The devil can set a, It's not a higher power. It's not a higher power. That's why I don't like AA meetings. Do you know you can't say, do you know it was founded on, on the word of God? 1940s or whatever that was, and and here's the twelve principles, and here's God. Oh, now now you can't say you can say higher power. So you can go in there and say my my higher power is a rock I like to climb to on Quartz Hill Mountain, and you will be okay. That's misleading. That's demonic because they don't want you to name the name God, Elohim, Yahweh, Yahu- Yush- Yahshua. That God, name that name. Name that name. There's no other name under heaven or earth that's given man to be saved. That, that Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. That is the name. Even, even the demons know that name. So be clear here, as I bring this to an end, believe in a higher power does not save you. Belief in a higher power does not save you. Even a belief in God somewhere does not save you. Did you know even the demons believe and tremble? Oh, I bet they do. They believe. But break down the word "believe." They have intellectual knowledge, but not relational engagement. That's the difference. I I believe there is a God. I believe there is. Okay, well, yeah, most people do, obviously. How'd you just take your last breath? How's your heartbeat? Forty-five billion times in your lifetime the electrical pulse that keeps it going how's your dna working in your genetics and your telomeres on the end of the dna they're controlling this in your stem cells and your cells and these little microchondria how does all this just happen of course and then that person's so nice and they're smart and then you ask him but have you repented of your sin and ble- <sighs> the demon comes out it does ask him they'll start you know i don't want to talk to you what that's your choice that that's your god oh see now we're getting a little bit more specific can you guys help me out here maybe you've read the book somebody said i am the only way the only truth the only life There's no other way to get spiritual life but through me. There's no other way to know the truth but through me. I'm the life, the truth. The only way. There is no other path to the Father except through Christ. And that's why the church, the true Christian church, can preach it so powerfully because it's the truth. Maybe you can find one, but send me a powerful, powerful Mormon bishop bringing down heaven. And preaching Christ crucified with the authority of Scripture. Send it to me. Send me the Jehovah Witness. Send me the Imam that is just calling down the righteousness of Christ. You won't find it because they lack the spiritual power. So you must believe and repent in the one true and living God. You turn from intellectualism to now your heart is repenting and being engaged. Charles Spurgeon said, Consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. Let that just kind of sink in for a minute. How precious is your soul, maybe those listening, your soul is so precious that God and the devil are both after it. I mean, if you just, if you just go somewhere for a couple hours, sit at the beach, Go to a park. Go up in the mountains, and you think about this: God of the universe draws me, convicts me, loves me, wants me. I don't I, willing that any should perish, but all come to salvation. That God, and yet people reject it, and reject Him, and reject Him. So, if you need to make that decision today, don't wait any longer. Surrender your heart, surrender your life. If you're listening and you're nearby at some point, let us know. We'd love to baptize you because the Bible says internal belief. You believe and then you're baptized. It's an outward expression. Basically, baptism is, hey, this is what's going on. I'm going to publicly declare Jesus. I'm going death, burial. It actually represents his death, burial, and resurrection. Down in the oldness, up in the newness of life is why that baptism is so... That's why sometimes you see people crying and weeping. Some people believe it. Okay, this might get a little, you know, out there for some people, but they've been delivered when they come up out of that water. Dealing with all this demonic bondage and they just come out and they are set free. So even if you believed in the past and you need to get baptized, let us know. We'll do it this morning. Maybe you're a child and and you did it as an infant. A priest sprinkled some things on you. And this membership into the Roman Catholic Church and the sprinkling secures your salvation. Blasphemy. That's heretical. That's completely unbiblical. You need to make that decision. Maybe if you're 12 or 13. That's why I did it when I was 30. Because at 12, I just got into the pool. This is cool. That's what I'm supposed to do. But there was no heart engagement. And if you're left and you feel, man, this weight and you need, you, you, you don't know if you're right with God, the Bible is very clear. It says, repent. Do you know repent is, is the cleansing process? Because if we don't repent, what prevents us from, from reprent, repenting? Pride. And I see it a lot. I'm like, okay, you just need to repent. Repent. I'm a good person. Uh, No, you're not, sweetie. Or mister. We're not good people. I I hate to just burst somebody's bubble, but that's the truth. We are not good people. If If even our good works were exposed, right? Let me see. Hey, guys, I'm at the homeless shelter. Look what I'm doing today. If you could just see the heart. It's like, you're not there for the right reasons. You want a selfie. I heard a message I shared on Facebook yesterday. The speaker said, we are to expose sin and repent and hide our righteous deeds. But we left to promote our righteous deeds and hide sin. Man. Man. So if you need to make that decision, join us in the prayer room. If you need prayer for anything, the prayer team's going to be in there. We'd love to pray with you. The altar is going to be open so you can come forward to the altar, folks. This is a time we hear opening worship. We hear God's Word come alive in our hearts. So there's a response often required. There's a response required. The Word of God is not just to be heard and then go feed King's stomach. It's to be heard, and that challenges our heart, that rocks us to our core. He's calling, wake up
0: child, it's your turn to shine, you born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up child, it's your turn to shine, you born for such a time as this, such a time.
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at Westside Christian Fellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org and for all the latest on what God is doing with his ministry here please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms westside christian fellowship is located 60 miles north of los angeles in leona valley california thank you again for listening to today's message of regaining lost ground where we are reminded daily times change truth does not I